The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Cleveland Clinic, ranked number one in the nation in heart care, 24 years in a row, according to U.S. News and World Report. More information is available at clevelandclinic.org slash rankings. Good morning. It's James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, October 13th. Yes, it is Friday the 13th. And today's big idea, President Trump has thrown a bomb into the insurance markets, and now he owns the broken health care system. Trump took two giant steps Thursday to disembowel the Affordable Care Act. The administration announced late last night that he will immediately halt cost-sharing reductions. These $7 billion in annual subsidies to health insurers allow around 7 million low-income Americans to afford coverage. Earlier in the day, the president signed a far-reaching executive order that makes it easier for individuals and small businesses to buy alternative types of health insurance with lower prices and fewer benefits, but weaker government protections. Several other steps have been taken to undercut the law in recent weeks, from a shorter open enrollment period to denying a request from Republicans in Iowa to have flexibility that would improve the quality of coverage. This is not letting Obamacare fail, as Trump said he would do. Many nonpartisan experts agree that these active measures are likely to undermine the pillars of the 2010 law and hasten the collapse of the marketplaces. The previous uncertainty about what Trump would do has already driven premiums higher for 2018. Now, experts agree it is going to get worse. Trump thinks his latest gambit will bring Democrats and Republicans to the table. The president suggested on Twitter this morning that he wants to negotiate now. In this way, cutting off the cost-sharing payments is reminiscent of the strategy behind Trump's decision to end DACA last month. He has just created an artificial political crisis by ending another Obama-era program. He believes Congress will swing into action to prevent millions of vulnerable people from being harmed. Instead of undocumented immigrants who were brought to this country as children, this time it's the poor and chronically ill who are pawns. Don't count on a bipartisan deal. Even if members come together in the Senate, which might happen but still seems unlikely, conservatives in the House won't want to vote for anything that their grassroots supporters will see as protecting the status quo. Meanwhile, Democrats believe they're the ones with the leverage. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, Chuck and Nancy as Trump likes to call them, expressed confidence in a joint statement overnight that the politics play in their favor and Trump will get the blame. That makes them less likely to bend in negotiations. Connect all the dots and the result is that there will be immense turmoil with no solution, at least for a while. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, The death toll of the California wildfires rose to 31 on Thursday. It's the deadliest set of wildfires to strike that state in more than 80 years. Meanwhile, blazes continue to drive people from their homes. Authorities are facing mounting questions about the cause of the fire in Sonoma County and whether they did enough to warn vulnerable residents as the flames edged nearer to populated areas. Sonoma County, which is famous as wine country north of San Francisco, sustained the most damage. 17 are confirmed dead there and 400 are reported missing. Now, the sheriff is trying to identify the dead. He said yesterday that they've recovered some bodies that are intact and others where there's, quote, just ash and bone. Number two, a House ethics watchdog has found, quote, substantial reason to believe that Representative Chris Collins violated federal law and congressional rules by meeting with government researchers in his official capacity to benefit a biotech company that he is invested in. The New York Republican, who was one of the first supporters of Trump in Congress, was an early backer of an Australian firm that was developing a new therapy for multiple sclerosis. 
He shared private information he had learned to drum up investment in the company. He recruited investors that included congressional staff and House colleagues, including Tom Price, who later became Health and Human Services Secretary. The report's findings leave Collins vulnerable to ethics sanctions and, potentially, criminal prosecution based on allegations of insider trading. Number three, a weird story. Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke has revived an arcane military ritual that no one can remember ever happening in any other part of the federal government. That ritual? Every time Zinke enters the building, a security staffer takes the elevator to the seventh floor of the Interior Department's headquarters, climbs the stairs to the roof, and hoists a special secretarial flag that was designed by Zinke. When the secretary goes home for the day or travels, the flag comes down. How Buckingham Palace-esque. A spokesman for Zinke defends the flag flying as, quote, a major sign of transparency. Zinke has come under a harsh spotlight in recent weeks for behavior criticized as extravagant for a public official, including the use of private planes, and also commissioning commemorative coins with his name on them to give to staff and visitors. That's The Daily 202 for Friday, October 13th. You can read much more at WashingtonPost.com slash Daily 202. And before I go, I wanted to say thank you for filling out our listener survey. I've been going through all of your responses, and you should expect some exciting changes to this briefing in the next few weeks. If you ever have additional feedback in the future, don't hesitate to email at my personal address, james.holman at washpost.com, or tweet me at James Holman. That's H-O-H-M-A-N-N. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend, and I'll talk to you on Monday.